disturbing. Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars the Podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars. My name's Blake, and I'm here with the best hosts in the galaxy. First off, we've got the funny one, Wesley. What's up, dorks? And the commentator, Andrew. Welcome to Dork Wars the Podcast. And our own Jedi Archive, Diedrich. Welcome to the show, indeed. All right, um, I think uh, Diedrich was trying to pull off a uh, Mr. Rogers type deal. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Can, can we get a rendition <laughs> of It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood from you, Diedrich? It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? No, because you're not my neighbor. <laughs> Won't you be my neighbor? It's okay to feel sad sometimes. Anyway, uh, we have some Star Wars news for you this week, so let's get right to our segment. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now you hear this. So something pretty exciting happened this past week. Um, the first time in Dork Wars history that we have had a listener message in with a question. And I was actually pretty excited. It means that there's at least one person out there listening to us right now. So thank you. Um, I thought you were going to say this was the first time in Dork Wars history we've had a listener. I think I just said, oh, <laughs> that'd be funny. This is the first time in Dork Wars history that we have a certified um, listener, actually. But anyways, um, it's, it's just cool to know that there's someone out there who isn't, like, in our immediate group of friends or someone that we know listening. And it means that we're getting out there, which is pretty cool. Um, that's going to lead me to plug our Facebook page, our Twitter page, Instagram, if you guys have any questions at all, feel free to message our pages. We love interacting with you guys. It's what makes the podcast so fun, um, honestly. Having that little conversation with our listener uh, was actually really cool. So our listener's name is Alex, who posed this question. He actually messaged me on Facebook, I believe last week, and asked about the difference between canon and non-canon. We bring that up on our podcast quite often. And it can be a little confusing if you're someone who maybe just watches the movies or you aren't into, like, the video games, like, hardcore, or you're not into, like, the extracurricular media out there, like the books and the comics and things like that. So when we talk about canon, those are things that actually happen in the universe, supposedly. It's, obviously, it's not a real place, a real universe. Um, I'm sorry, Diedrich. I know that your heart was set on that being real, but... Star Wars is not a real place, so none of this actually technically happened, but for the sake of the story, what is canon is things that officially Oh, no, it's not real. <laughs> what? Canons are super but real. Non, but non-canon refers to the things that did not happen. So, so when we're talking about canon, we're talking about things that actually happened in the universe. When we're talking about non-canon, we're talking about things that didn't actually happen in this universe. Um, the main distinction usually that we bring up on our show is kind of the pre-Disney era and the post-Disney era. Before the Disney era, 
there were books, video games, comics, all sorts of media that told the story between the movies, after the movies, before the movies. Um, KOTOR was technically, you know, not as, I guess it's non-canon at this point. They might bring it back. But that's kind of what happened beforehand. Um, all what? of the books, all the Legends books, like uh, the New Jedi Order, the Jedi Academy series, Legacy of the Force, all those books are non-canon. They actually tell a story about um, Luke Skywalker, Han, and Leia. They stay together. They have three kids. Uh, Luke gets married. All this crazy stuff. And it's really, really R. cool. R.I.P. But Zone. when Disney took over, they branded Never. that Legends. There's always a bit of truth to Legends. Quote, Ahsoka Tano. Quote, Michael Scott. <laughs> Wouldn't it be uh, Ahsoka Tano, Dave Filoni, Michael Scott? <laughs> but, um... All those things are legends. They, they did not happen in the universe. Everything after Disney bought the franchise, so all the Darth Vader comics that have come out in the past like four or five years, the sequel trilogy, the books, Aftermath is one of those books, the new Thrawn trilogies, they're all canon. They are all things that happen in the established universe. And all of the stories that we're getting now, Mandalorian, The Bad Batch, um, when the Ahsoka series comes out, the Obi-Wan series, these are all going to be canon material that actually happen in the universe. Um, my kind of rule of thumb is if you want it to be the way it is, then it's canon in your own head. So um, like all the old Legends material, I love that stuff. I still read it. So to me, that's that's part of canon. All right. Unpopular opinion. There's a lot of garbage in the quote unquote Legends material. Real talk. There's some trash. There's some continuity issues. There's some characterizations that really don't match up well, depending on which author you're talking about. But there's also a few pieces of gold. Yeah, I can agree with that. All those books were written by, like, different people. Like, in the same series, yeah. like the, the New Jedi Order, there's, like, three or four different authors writing those books. Like, each book is by a different person, almost. Yeah, that's a good point, because... You know, all the Legends books have, like, different authors or different thoughts and characterizations. But now, with all this canon material that's coming out, it's really the same couple, two or three authors doing it all. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's a couple of authors. Yeah, the creative team really has their stuff together, it seems. Um, you know, Dave Filoni and all those guys kind of have the creative control. Um, that's not the 100% author, Timothy Zahn... So you're telling me Dave Filoni doesn't have like the creative control of of all the material of every project? No, he does not. But he's kind of like the overseer, I believe. It, it seems like that's what they're going for to keep it all in a continuity. Yeah, like the video stuff, but not not the comics, not the books. He doesn't have control over everything. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that. Like he doesn't have control over every single situation that happens in all of these things. There's no way that any person has enough time to even. Well, then he should oversee all that. No, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> I agree. Um, no, I agree. I 100% agree. Well, it does seem that the new canon has a consistency that the legends did not. Now, legends, they were mainly the books. I mean, that's basically legends to me, anyways is the hundreds of books they wrote about, you know, between the movies, after the movies, um, kind of bridging into that area where the sequel trilogy takes place now was different back then. 
And yeah, over time, the prequels were being written and filmed and released as a lot of that material was coming out. So there are some storylines that obviously broke continuity. Like there were no Sith at the beginning of um, the Legends material. Like when you talk about uh, the original Thrawn trilogy, Timothy Zahn, there's no Sith. They're called Dark Jedi. So it's mm. there. There's definitely some some gaps in that Legends material. I overall overall I like it. Overall, it really clicks for me. Wasn't there some like comics about Canon Canon's uh, background and it sort of with the first episode of the bad batch it sort of contradicted that comic that was considered canon uh, y'all hear any- anything about that yes i have heard about that i think basically until you see something on the screen it can be done away with like a book or a comic or a video game can be wiped clean by what you see on the screen i think like at the end of the day the screen is what is like the canon the highest level of canon yeah, Diedrich, I think you're right on that. I can think of two areas where this applies. First is the Kanan Jarrus um, first episode of the Bad Batch comic debacle that Wesley was just talking about. Yes, in the comic, they are actually like at a campfire. They're all talking together. Uh, Depa Balaba, Kanan, or Caleb at the time, and all the the clone troopers. They're even wearing different armor, and that's when clone or excuse me, that's when Order sixty six happens in in the comic book and it's totally different there's not even any bad batch members there the other instance i can think of is the ahsoka book um i can't remember who wrote it but it's literally a book just called ahsoka and it kind of covers the time after she left the jedi order and how she becomes fulcrum and all that there are some details in that book that are different uh, than the end of the clone war season seven and they kind of contradict one another obviously the end of Clone Wars season seven is the canon. Um, so those are two instances that I can think of. So that brings us to our main topic for the evening. And tonight we are talking about the Bad Batch. Experimental unit Clone Force 99. They call themselves the Bad Batch. Oh, it's the Bad Batch. Rebecca. So, tonight we are talking about The Bad Batch, Episodes 5 and 6. Um, let's just go on and jump into it. So, Bad Batch, Episode 5 is called Rampage. So, we find The Bad Batch floating through space on the Havoc Marauder. Or I guess they're not floating. They're going somewhere. And they're wondering where to go next. And Echo brings up Sid. Sid was an informant for the Jedi, and she is currently on Ord Montel. So, they go to Ord Montel, find Sid. Um, it's Bat- Ord Mantel. Ord Mantel. What did I say? Yeah. Hey, give him a break. Blake has a Blake has a history of mispronouncing everything. It's all good. <laughs> you know what? Let's, why break tradition? No. Nope. Why break tradition now? So, so what was I saying? Ord Montel. Yeah. Yes. Mon. <laughs> what? It's sounds, Montel. Sounds Man. like a Jerry Springer Man style show. Like so. the making. Ordman. Ordmontel. Montel. <laughs> so Montel we're going Williams. down to Old Montel, man. Um, <laughs> hey, man. Right by so, the beach. So the, so the bad batch go to Ord Montel. Oh, my God. To find Sid. Man. It's Ord Mantel. Mantel. 
It is Mantel. I, did I say Montel? Yes, Again. You did. Uh, I thought that okay. I thought that's what you. I thought I said Mantel to begin with. So Montel oh, sounds better. So if you're listening, Disney, change it to Ord Montel. Sounds way better. So the Bad Batch go to Ord Mantel, where they find Sid. The Bad Batch have no idea that Sid is who she is. Omega figures it out, and there's some. Inside joke. I don't know. It, it was. It felt kind of like forced weird humor there. Um, but anyways. Wait. Well, wait. What was that? Where the they come in and they're trying to figure out who Sid is, and Omega figures out Sid is who she is. I don't think that was forced weird humor that you're. Like, they just called back to Yoda yeah, when Luke like, was you know finding Yoda for the first time. Yoda was all cool. He was like, "Oh, you want you want Yoda? That's yeah, it's not me. Totally not me, man." That's yeah, it, they're trying to show. They're obviously yeah. trying to show that Sid is like a a modest person. It's not a modest person. Sid is, is an underlord kind of person who just like an underlord. Like a That's like true. they think they're in charge. They think that they're trying to do stuff in secret. They don't want to be. They definitely don't want to like talk to clones. They right. definitely don't want to hang out with clones. Okay, so I get that, but I'm saying like the. Omega's the only one that can figure out that she was Sid. Like, yeah, we touched on this last time too. She might be. Yeah, she might be. She might she's be wicked smart. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> she, <laughs> she's <laughs> wicked smart. You know what? Diedrich's in charge of the Australian accent from now on. I, I I can't do it on the on the fly very well. That was very good. That was very good. <laughs> uh, you just gonna speak like a kiwi? <laughs> trip on the Bobby. How did you do it last time? I don't know. I did a bad one, and we weren't even talking about uh, we weren't even talking about Omega when I did it. We were talking about our Australian listeners, so I'm sorry I, I butchered your accent last time. Um, Do you know what type of species Sid is? Um, she is a gosh. It, they they pop up everywhere. What is she? Um, they pop up everywhere. <laughs> no, her species. The species that she is. Human humans. You talking about the Trandoshans? Yes. Yep. That's it. She's a Trandoshan. Um, oh, okay. So, <laughs> look at that. From out of out of left field comes Andrew with a bit of really good Star Wars knowledge. <laughs> um, Sid is a Trandoshan, and they need Sid to find out who was chasing them in the last episode. They want to know who was after Omega, who attacked them, and Sid said she can figure it out. But we're gonna go into a uh, Mandalorian style episode. And there has to be a mission to be done first. Um, so Sid tells the Bad Batch that they must do a mission, and that mission is to find Moochie. Did I say that correctly? Moochie? Yeah, I think so. It is Moochie. Okay. I have to check with you guys. So Moochie was abducted <laughs> by the Zygerian <laughs> slavers who are holed up. Mo Moochie, Mo Problems. <laughs> So Moochie, sorry. So Moochie was abducted <laughs> by the Sigerian slavers who are holed up on the other side of Ord Mantel. Um, Sid tells them to break Ord Mantel, Mantel, baby. Um, Sid tells them to bring the kid back in return for the intel on the nameless bounty hunter. <laughs> anyway, um, so the Bad Batch travel to the other side of the planet. And while going to the other side of the planet, uh, Wrecker groans in pain, and Hunter checks in on him, and Wrecker says that 
no, he wasn't in pain. It's okay. All while patting his head, which kind of calls back to the yeah. the uh, Ordo Moon Dragon episode, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Episode four. I, I've been reading the internet, and I was in denial that the headache was anything significant. But yeah, this pretty much proves it's going to lead to something yeah. more serious. And we'll we'll get to that. We will get to that. Don't worry. In this episode, even. Um, so hold on and and keep listening. Uh, so a- as they are going to find the Zygerians, Hunter explains slavery to Omega, who does not understand what that means. She's been <laughs> sheltered her whole life. I thought this was kind of interesting. I-, I personally didn't really understand why she wouldn't know what a slave is when she's dealt with slaves her entire life. I mean, that's exactly what a clone trooper is, is a slave. Uh, yeah, they're, they are slaves. I agree with that, but... I'm sure the the clones were not told that there's, you know, I, I guess they could infer that, but Omega's a kid, and she was kind of separate from all of them. It seems like she hung out with um, Lama Say the whole time. So, like, more than likely, she, she so don't kinda, understand. So it's kind of like uh, Eugenia Phelan from uh, The Help, where she didn't really understand that it was a bad thing. Right. But it turned out to be a bad thing. So, yeah, I guess. yeah. Like she, she knew that the clones were the army, and she knew this, she knew that. But I don't think that she ever connected the dots, like that they were they were created for battle, like they were created to serve. And maybe she knew that, but I don't know. Do you think they'll touch on that? Possibly. I mean, they they do touch on some some pretty deep subjects in these shows, and they they do a good job with it, in my opinion. Uh. I hope they do, actually. But, you know, for whatever reason, Omega does not quite understand what slavery is about. So Hunter and I think the couple of other guys explain it to her. So they arrive at the uh, the Zygerian gang's um, hideout, I guess. And they find a green failing child. And figure that she's the one that they're after. That's the kid that they're after. They don't see any more kids. So that must be the one. So the Bad Batch minus Omega go to the target and try to rescue this failing child. And they fail miserably. <laughs> uh, they, they had Echo as the, the eyes in the sky. Tech was going to do some distractions. And then Wrecker and Hunter were going to go in there, grab the kid, um, all like just this quick maneuver and get it over with. Well, they get captured in an electric net. Every one of them. <laughs> like, uh, it's like they, they knew they were coming. Uh, pretty cool, actually. But, but they get captured. And this is when we cut back to Sid. And Sid is contacted by none other than Bib Fortuna. And... My bully Bib. Oh, yeah. The 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 fa- I think we we didn't get his name. Is it was an earlier episode we were talking about? Oh no, it was our very first episode we were talking, and I could not think of Bib Fortuna's name. Well, Bib Fortuna is here now. Oh, <laughs> and oh, mother chica boonga. And that's Diedrich speaking Hutties. So Bib Fortuna and what? what did, Work, been working on my my Twilight roleplay. So Diedrich, so Bib Fortuna <laughs> comes on the scene and is communicating with Sid, and he says, 
Well, yeah, what up? I'm trying to get this like Rancor back. <laughs> we'll go back up and go Rancor now back. He so now he speaks English. Okay. Now he speaks oh, basic. What up? It's basic. Um, so straight from the underground. So Ben Fortuna is inquiring about the Moochie mission. It seems that Jabba the Hutt is the one that has tasked Sid in getting Moochie back. And Sid kind of talks around and is like, uh, well, we're going to get it done. These things take time. You got a plan. And the only thing that throws me off about this is she literally meets the Bad Batch and is like, hey, can you go get this kid? And <laughs> planning done. So who knows how long this has been on the yeah. table. Like, I, I, I'm, I really want to hear the story of why this has taken so long. Um. But we cut back to the Zygarians, and they go to the Havoc Marauder and sneak around the ship, and who's there? Gonk, the Gonk droid, aptly named Gonky, and Omega. So Omega hears the Zygarians coming, and she sneaks out before she's seen, and she goes to save the crew. And this is all after she tries to calm them, calm links them. One thing I kind of missed, they, they end up giving Omega Crosshair's old comlink, so she's now officially part of the team, even though they left her at the ship for this one. Um, but <laughs> You're part of the a, team, but you're grounded. Stay in the right. ship. So, <laughs> so she tries to calm them. Nothing. So she, she goes in to save them. So after this, she finds where they're at, and she means to cause a distraction. Um, they're talking about how um, a wrecker wishes like he could get out of his chains or whatever, and they electrocute him, and I think they electrocute uh, Tech as well. And um, and Echo sees Omega kind of up on the cliff, and he's like, it'd be a shame, you know, if we got our weapons and equipment, you would never be able to take us. And so Omega sees where their stuff's at. Well, she tries to get to it, and... She ends up on top of the of a cage, which is holding a rancor. Pretty cool. I hadn't seen a rancor in a while. So she's on top of this cage, and the Zygerians see her and capture her and bring them to their leader. How do you say this guy's name? Is it Rainy? Ronnie? I can't remember. I don't remember. Wait, wait, who? The, who? The leader of the Zygarians. His name is spelled R-A-N-E-Y. Oh. I can't remember how they said it, so let's, let's just call him Rainy. It says it's, yeah. it looks like Rainy or Rainy. Rainy? We're, I just say it's a Girian leader. All right. The Zygerian <laughs> leader. The head Zy. Um, they ask why she was sneaking around, and she said, I wasn't sneaking around. I was unlocking that cage. And that is when the Rancor emerges and causes mass hysteria. Um, the Bad Batch is able to break free, and Omega approaches the failing girl, who she believes is Moochie. And while talking with these people, the girl's father aptly tells her that Moochie is not the girl, but Moochie is the Rancor. <laughs> yes. Dun, dun, dun. What gonna, a twist. We are going to do the dun, dun, dun. Can I just say... M. Night Shyamalan. Can I just here. say, I'm not super familiar with Rancor's... I honestly, when this first was revealed, didn't realize that it was a rancor. It just looked like a really ugly <laughs> monster. So a rank, so I, a rancor. I can see afterwards wh- why it looks like it. Yeah, 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 but like if you look at its face with the nose and everything, I don't know. It looks kind of crazy to me. So it's supposed right. to be an adolescent rancor. So like, think about how awkward you were as a teenager. 
Oh, I got Dude, you. This, this got Rancor you, so. is just yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to navigate puberty, and he's been caged up, <laughs> or she's been caged up, rather, and she's she's breaking out all over her yeah. face, you know. They? And... Moochie's probably super randy and ready to find a mating <laughs> oh, partner, if you know what I'm saying, gosh. on PG-13. Oh, no. You know, her Star Wars <laughs> tradition, I hope she's got a brother out there somewhere in the universe. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Would it be an episode if we didn't reference slight amounts of incest? Um, so the lead Zygarian, Ranny, Ronnie, Rainy, whatever his name is, tries to use his Brazak, which is this really cool, like, reptilian spider animal who kind of runs. It, I don't know. It's it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, the Brazak, pretty cool. So the Brazak tries to take on the Rancor. But the Bad Batch defeats Ranny. The uh, hunter kicks him off of his animal, and Moochie beats the uh, the Brazak, or however you say that. I think it's Brazak. Um, Brazak Brassard. <laughs> no, I I don't. Zach I don't think that uh, it would take much much more than uh, maybe me to take on Zach Braff. I don't know. Um, I think I think Moochie the Rancor <laughs> is a little little bit of overkill. But anyways. So, so they beat the bad guys. All the monsters are gone. Now the only thing left to do is to tame Moochie the Rancor. And who are we going to ask to uh, to tame Moochie the Rancor? Ghostbusters. Nope, not Ghostbusters. <laughs> not Ghostbusters. Who are we going to call then? We're going to call Wrecker. <coughs> Wrecker. Oh, excuse me. We're going to call Wrecker. Wrecker. Come on, Wrecker. Fight the Ranker. Wrecker. Wrecker. Fight the Ranker. Wrecker. Fight the Ranker. <laughs> anyway, so Wrecker fights the Rancor, and they like they get into like this heavyweight champion of the world, seven rounds, just punch each other till somebody falls, kind of dead heat match. It's it's funny. It's like <laughs> Wrecker will come up and just <laughs> slug the crap out of the Rancor, then the Rancor gets up and slugs the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> It reminded me of that '80s, uh, that '80s little toy that was super popular with people, like with the two yeah, bots, was, Battle Bots, uh, I think it was called, <laughs> where they just punch each other till the head pops up. Yeah. Oh uh, God, what is the name of that? Oh gosh, is it Battle? It's not Battle Bots. Yes. Yeah, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. So yeah, Wrecker and Rancor play a rousing round of Rock'em Sock'em Robots with one another, and finally, finally, go. Wrecker knocks the Rancor out. And then taps it to sleep like he's some kind of um, Rancor Whisperer. <laughs> so they bring Moochie back to Sid, and Bib Fortuna pops up with some Gamorrean guards. Pretty cool to see them in animation. Retrieves the Rancor. And then Sid gives them the intel on the Nameless Bounty Hunter. And um, the Nameless Bounty Hunter that attacked them in the previous episode is none other than Fennec Shand. No way. <gasps> I can't believe this. I didn't see this coming at all. So, so us. Uh, you know, this whole episode, th that's all they wanted this episode, to find out who that was. And as a viewer, we, we already what? knew this. That's not the only thing that's important about this episode. We're about to get to the other big important thing. That's true. Oh, no, no, no. I forgot the other big important thing that happened during the uh, stuff. So uh, let, let's let's just uh, let's reverse a little bit. 
because uh, Omega finds yeah, this really cool uh, light bow thing, laser bow, blaster bow, blaster bolt. It's a Zagirian made electric crossbow. Yes, what what Wesley said, hey. the Zagirian made electric crossbow. Um, coming to a Toys R Us near you. Well, no, it's not. Toys R Us is dead. Sorry, guys. Coming to a Walmart near you. Oh, um, boo. <laughs> so Omega gets that. Pretty cool. Sorry. Can I gripe? Yeah, you can gripe real quick. Can I gripe? I, can, I want to Before gripe Before we get to Phoenix Shan, gripe. Gripe about the uh, Zygerian electric crossbow. It's not really a crossbow, though. Here, here's the gripe. It's a regular yeah, it's, bow. Yes, it's, it's a bow. So they, they even talk about it in the next episode, too. They talk about this, but like I'm tired of the trope where a bow is considered, oh, this is the weapon we give little girls or females in general. Bows are hard to freaking pull back. Are you saying a girl's not man enough to pull a bow? No, no, no. I, I think what he's actually saying is that this is even more proof that she can use the force. That's what I'm saying, because, <laughs> yes, the fact that she can use this weapon to any degree as a little girl, I'm just saying, like a child, was she like 10? Sounds like you have a pretty good hold on gender roles there, buddy. So <laughs> I do have a question, though. Like, it being an electric bow, like, when you pull back a normal bow with an arrow, the tension of the bow and the yeah. arrow is what makes it hard to pull back, right? So the 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 light bow, the yeah. the, the 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 electric bow. I mean, it weighs nothing if you have the force. Well, she struggles to shoot it <laughs> in the very next episode with the tension, like it's a real bow. Mm -hmm. So what's real? I mean, like, I just don't see where the tension. Maybe the tension of the electricity and the ex maybe stretching the electricity out makes it hard to control i don't know um but she gets this bow she has a weapon now she can fight with with the rest of the bad batch i guess i guess this is kind of a way for her to to integrate into the team without being a liability all the time what i'm trying to say is it's very impressive that she can use a weapon made for like the zygerian like slavers right that's as true. a child that's true period could she use it though? Eh. She she hasn't mastered uh, it. We yet. don't know yet. She hasn't mastered. Spoilers. It. Well, anyways, Spoilers. fast forward back to where I left off to come back to this electric <laughs> bow thing that I aptly forgot. I'm so sorry, everyone. So we find out that Phoenix Shan is the nameless bounty hunter, and Wesley pointed out right before we cut and reversed and came back that uh, we the viewers already knew that Phoenix Shan was the quote-unquote nameless bounty hunter. So the whole point of the episode for the Bad Batch's story was to find out who it was when we already knew who it was. Yeah, we did already know who it was. But that's not the whole point of the episode. All right. Enlighten us. That's what I was talking about earlier. You're Andrew. still missing a big part of it. We're not quite uh, there yet. So. <laughs> Am I going to spoil it for everybody? Okay, the point of the episode is the introduction of Jabba the Hutt. What? maybe what did you miss the part at the very end the big reveal at the end that the person who hired them was bib fortuna for jabba the hut i think that was more like a just an easter egg yeah not really... i don't think it was anything big we we know we know yeah. we know jabba's out there jabba's been out and there since before. episode one we hadn't seen him before then but sounds to me it sounded to me like they were going in a big direction for jabba the hut 
that there would be no reason it, it for could, them to mention could. them in the very end, at the very last scene. Well, last but when you see Bib Fortuna, you know he is inquiring for Jabba. The, I think he even says Jabba the Hutt. I don't. I don't know. He might not. But he says, like, Jabba. I'm talking about when we first see Bib Fortuna, like in the middle of the episode. Like, I think he name drops Jabba. He might not. I don't quote. I've only seen the episode once, so don't quote me on that. I thought he but did even the then, end. when you see Bib Fortuna, when you see Gamorrean guards, you know who you know is Jabba the Hood. So it sounds like Andrew has brought in a hot take. So Andrew, let me ask you this: Do you think Jabba the Hutt has hired Fennec Shand to take Omega? No, no. At the very end of the episode, you find out that it's a rancor. And that Bib Fortuna hired Sid, who works for okay. Jabba the Hutt. That and that the Rancor is the same Rancor that later on tries to mm. kill Luke. In this is actually false. Hold up, bam, bam, bam. It's a different Rancor in the yes. mo- in the in that movie. The one in the movie is a male, and his name is Patiza. So that's all you I got. got. All this from this episode? No, that's from. Internet. <laughs> yeah, the the rank Internet. the rancor that that attacks uh, Luke is can canonically. See, I'm glad we went over canonanken. Canonically, is named Batista. Um, not to be confused with the re- wrestler Batista. Um, really, they kind of look the same. They they do kind of look the same though. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. What do you mean they kind of look? I'm the talking same. about Batista and Batista, or Patiza. Batista, the wrestler, and Patiza, the rancor. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> oh gosh so yes uh i think a lot of people thought that that rancor was the same rancor and when i was watching the episode and i saw her i'm like oh my gosh right. that that might be the same rancor so what did i do i went on the internet and i googled it because that's the age we live in and yes i found the same same stuff that wesley found it is not the same rancor i, I think it would have been cool had it been the same rancor Yeah, I thought that was the whole f- point of the episode. I'm actually really bummed yeah. now. <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm with you there, Andrew. I'm actually yes. <laughs> super bummed now. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the one, yeah, the one in the movie, Patissa, uh, that I think that belonged to that guy that yeah, cried the, after uh, he died. The the black hooded shirtless man. Right. So it's just a completely different rancor. I'm telling That's you That's what this, you're man. telling me. I'm very sorry. Oh yeah. my gosh, dude. It sounds. Oh my gosh! Look, Andrew, don't okay, don't. Well, this is I tragic, guess the man. big the big reveal is Finnick. Wow! So that's what we were trying to say all along. The point of this episode, the the point of this. Episode, all right, the big reveal is that we had to watch a baby Rancor fight a ridiculously huge clone, <laughs> and what was an absolute okay. ridiculous episode all around. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, dude, oh my gosh. I'm not yeah, going to say I, I dislike the episode. <laughs> I dislike that it didn't go anywhere. It had to yeah, be Fortuna it, for it no reason. Anywhere. Well, see, I was telling Dietrich earlier that I don't mind if it doesn't go anywhere. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm a simple man. I like side quests. I love side quests, and that's felt. That's what this episode and the next yeah. episode kind of felt like. I agree. Just side quests, and I love right, that. I don't instead mind of watching Lizard a show Woman. That does that. Instead of Lizard Woman, I would have loved to have seen 
Jexter Dexter. Oh no! Look now. Okay, nope. I got now. I have to gripe, Diedrich. You are constantly saying you hate to see other characters come into this show, and it makes the galaxy so much smaller. And now you want to see Dexter Jexter? Yes, because he is a classic, and he got less screen time than he deserved, and he would have fit perfectly in that role because he also knew. Of like the Jedi, so there you always knew he like he might he might be good, but I don't know he might be kind of bad. You know them Camino <laughs> cloners. You know I, I yeah I like Dexter Jexter. He's he's pretty cool. He is classic. And uh, do you, do you think that we're gonna get uh the Dexter Jexter series on Disney Plus? Uh, I, yeah, one can only hope. <laughs> hope it's all we have. It's hope. <laughs> it's all we have. Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. I think the line is, help us, Dave Filoni. You are our only hope. (laughs) True. Help us, Dexter Jetster. You're our only hope. But yeah, in this episode, there were actually two Easter eggs for for, uh, Star Wars Shadow of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. What? Yeah. Point them out. Okay, well, one of them is talking about Ord Mantell of uh, you know in the, that that planet was referred to in Empire Strikes Back and but it was also a key planet in Shadows of the Empire. That's, that's one key of the levels. Planet. Key that's planet. A, a and then planet. then uh, that little alien child, the green alien child that was mis- mistook as uh, Mushi, uh, that was the same species as Prince Zizor. That's correct. A failing. Yep. That's it. Or fa- or falling? Is it yeah. failing or falling? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, boy. I have to watch the way I pronounce things, or else I'm going to get um, taken in by the pronunciation police that apparently work on Door Wars the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all of us. Or it's, it's okay. You, Old man. You guys do a good job, and it adds to our content quality. So, <laughs> thank you guys. With that, do, does anyone else have anything to, to say about episode five, uh, Rampage? Uh, yes, I I have two things to say. Uh, Go number for it. one. Uh, number one, Rhea Perlman is the voice actor for Sid, and this is really kind of random because Rhea Perlman is an actor from Cheers, from like thirty years ago, forty years ago. Carla Tortelli. Correct. Yep. It's kind of crazy. Also, Matthew Wood is the person who actually voice acts for Bib Fortuna, who reprises his role from The Phantom Menace and hasn't played since. And I think that's kind of mm. awesome. He's also the voice for General Grievous and a bunch of battle droids. That's pretty neat. I don't think that there was any material that he pops up in, but since Phantom Menace, except for maybe the end of Mandalorian Season 2, He's done so, a lot of sound work, but not like sound work for Star Wars, but not actual right. voice voice acting sense. Nice. That is some behind the scenes stuff. I like that. I really do. Um, very cool stuff. So with that, let's move on to the next episode. And I think this is going to be exponentially shorter because this this next episode seemed crazy short for some reason. And we're talking about episode six, decommissioned. So. Um, guys, what did you think of this episode in general? Like, is it just me? Did it feel a lot shorter than the other episodes? I don't even know what the runtime was. I didn't look at it, but it just seemed like the whole episode just flew by in a flash. 
it's like they spent the entire episode in like one room. You know what I mean? Like that one factory. Um, so yeah. yeah, it felt pretty quick and not a whole lot of scenery changes. They definitely yeah. did. Uh, the episode comes in at about 12 minutes and 13 seconds. Really? No. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think, I think it actually was like 23 or something. Yeah. No, I mean, but, Wes but, is completely right. Like it definitely, it, the whole episode or 90% of the episode was in one room. Yes. It, it just, we got to the end of the episode and I, I literally thought like when, and I'm not going to spoil anything. I thought like at the, at the moment when our two guests that we find on this episode, go off and ride on into the sunset or the space set or the whatever they went. Uh, I thought that was like the middle of the episode. I thought there was going to be like another like seven minutes or so. And it wasn't. <laughs> it just felt like it. It just felt so short. Yeah. So the Bad Batch are on a mission for Sid yet again because they need cash. And they are tasked with getting a, um, what were they called? Oh. The uh, the tactical droids from the Clone Wars. You remember the tactical droids that uh, were over all the other droids, kind of made the plans, were ever learning the Republic strategies and things like that. They are tasked with getting a um, a tactical droid. Yeah, get that big brain. So where where do they where do they go to get this tactical droid? I can't remember the the name of the planet. Oh, uh, Corellia. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did go to Corellia. That's great. And who? All right. So, pop quiz. Who knows who was born on Corellia? Like, oh, was it was it Hani Solos? Oh yeah, it was Han Solo. And was it also Dengar? And was it also Kira? Yes. Oh my gosh. And Bofa. Star Wars Library. (laughs) And if you if you really want to get into it, Bofa (laughs) D's. Oh, and we have come to this. Um, So, yes, uh, Han Solo was born on Corellia and a whole host of other people as well. But uh, Corellia is a big planet for the Star Wars universe. Like, a lot happens there. Um, Pretty cool place to be, and I think it was a pretty cool Easter egg to go there. So they go to Corellia to hopefully find a tactical droid for Sid, and it just so happens that there is only one left. Um, Echo pulls an R2-D2, hacks into the uh, computer system, and finds out that there is one tactical droid left. So they go to find it. And Omega finds it right off the bat. She literally looks out the window and is going by on the conveyor belt. So how um, coincidental. Peculiar. What a dink. So... The droid is in pieces. It it looks like it's headed towards its demise as they were all thinking about trying to go get it. And what does Omega see but a shadow of a person coming in and stealing the head. And she's like, oh, my God, someone else is stealing the droid. And it just so happens that somebody else is trying to steal the droid at the exact same moment that they're trying to steal the droid. <laughs> uh, another dink. <laughs> so this episode is full of coincidences it sure does and but you know what obi-wan kenobi says what does he say there's no such thing as luck oh 
Everything is connected. There is only the Force. That's correct. In his experience, there's no such thing as luck. There's only the Force. So it was the for- the Force brought all these people together. I believe it. Um, so they the Bad Batch spring into action, try to go get the um, the droid head. So I believe it's Omega goes down to retrieve it from whoever they whoever stole it, and we find out that is none other than Trace from the season seven of the Clone Wars. So does anyone remember who uh, Trace and Rhea? Oh yeah, from oh, yeah. Uh, season seven, right? <laughs> yeah, like I just said, do you know? <laughs> well, no, yeah, I, actually I just do. said that. Yeah, but you, you know, you remember their importance in season seven. No, yeah, they're like they're the they're the the people who were with Ahsoka, and they try to do the spice stealing, and they end up hating the Jedi. But then it turns out that Ahsoka helps them realize that Jedi can be good. Correct. That is exactly where we know these two from, and this they are what in, <laughs> they are what you call the gray citizens. Oh, <laughs> they're from uh, so, they're from season seven, right? Of Clone Wars. <laughs> yep. So, so we have gray Jedi, we have gray Sith, and now we have gray citizens. Nice. So, uh, who isn't gray anymore? Everybody's gray. Um, <laughs> I like it. I like it. They're the, they're the, they're the first gray citizens in all of Star Wars, but in the timeline though, this this uh, episode can't have happened too far after they have left Ahsoka. So when we get to the end of the episode, talking about all that stuff, um, their their character growth from where they left Ahsoka to now couldn't have been more. I, I can't be more than a couple weeks, right? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, the the days are not like it's not been a long time. It doesn't seem like it's been too long. It's been exactly no, nine they, days. It must be because uh, they they split up with Ahsoka like right before she goes off to Mandalore, which is when Episode Three takes place. And you know, this takes place right after Order sixty six. It can't have been more than maybe two weeks or so, three weeks maybe. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the time that that we're spending, or how how long it's been, but it it can't have been too long. So Omega meets up with Trace. I, I believe it's Trace, not Rhea, right? It's Trace. Yes, Trace is the younger one. So she meets up with Trace. She's got the battle droid head, and they have all this witty banter about the the head and who's going to take it or whatever. And turns out the police droids pop in, and they want to say so. They start fighting. Um, she contacts Rhea and Rhea's like, well, get the droid head here. Well, the other Bad Batch members run into Rhea. Um, or is it Rhea or Rava? I think it's Rava. Yeah, I say Rafa. It is Rava. Rafa. Yeah. Rafa. Uh, see, now, now I'm, now I'm messed up. It's not Rhea. I was watching Rhea the Last Dragon with my daughter today. Um, oh, new Disney movie. Dude. Yeah. So that that got that stuck in my head. So sorry, mm-hmm. Disney, for confusing your characters. Ray and the Last Dragon did not make an appearance on the Bad Batch. This is Rafa. Rafa. But next and episode, so, we'll be talking about Ray. Well, there was an Ordo Dragon a couple episodes ago. So <laughs> who knows? Um, but uh, cool fact though, Ray from Ray and the Last Dragon, the uh, the voice for that is Kelly Marie Tran, which played. Um, is it? Is there, 
So I'm butchering everybody's name tonight. Is it Kelly Marie Tran? Is it Marie Kelly Tran? What is it? What's, what's her name? The the chick who played Rose in uh, the sequel trilogy? Kelly Marie Tran. You're okay. Right. So I got, it, I, I got it right. So fun fact Rose there. Rose Tico. That's right. So let's uh let's get back to the Bad Batch. Um, so Rava, Rafa and Trace are fighting kind of with the Bad Batch against all these police droids, but they're not really. They're kind of still trying to keep their distance and not be around them. But finally, they, they have to because they all get on the conveyor belt, or at least Omega gets stuck on the conveyor belt with Trace, and she's about to die, and the other Bad Batch members come to save her. But... Um, uh, Trace actually ends up helping her, and I- I'm really summarizing this really quick because not a lot happens. Yeah, but um, Rafa and Trace end up helping Omega and the Bad Batch, and they are backed into a corner, and they decide to use the tactical droid. So they're they're all backed into this one place. They're about to get killed by the droids. The only person that isn't there is Wrecker, because they had to shut the Wrecker. whole system down on the planet. Oh, Wrecker! Um, so Wrecker actually went to go activate the system startup, and I will talk about Wrecker in a little bit because something significant happens there. But uh, the main core of people, the rest of the Bad Batch, and Trace and Rafa, take and use the tactical droid to activate the rest of the battle droids that are about to be destroyed, the decommissioned droids, and they all come in and start fighting the police droids. So you have super battle droids, you have regular um, droid troops from the Clone Wars era shooting at the police droids fighting, and the Bad Batch are all like, well, we never thought that we'd be fighting with the droids, uh, we spent years killing these things, or destroying these things, rather, and now they're our allies. So, that was pretty cool. That was a, a different kind of take on that, like, your old enemies are now your your friends, which is cool. But uh, they end up defeating the droids, and they come together, they leave, or, I don't know, do they, do they leave on... Their ship, they they use Rafa and Trace's ship to get away, and when they're about to split up, um, Trace and Rafa are, you know, they they want to take the well, they lose the tactical droid head in the in the ruckus, but um, Tech was actually able to upload all the the data that they needed onto like a memory, what do you call it, a memory cylinder disc thing. Yeah, memory, memory rod. rod. Yeah, yep. memory rod. You would think that they'd have something smaller. I, I'm sure that would have all fit on like a four terabyte, uh, yeah, like a SSD. floppy disk. Yeah, <laughs> they got some really bulky uh, external storage in Star Wars. Um, but the Bad Batch upload all that and end up giving Rafa and Trace all the info instead of taking it back to Sid because they don't know where the information is going with Sid, but they want to do the right thing because Sid and Rafa are taking the information back to someone who is fighting the Empire, someone who is going to take out the Empire. So they leave on their ship. I can't remember what's called, the Something Angel, I think. And they make a transmission. They connect with someone on the call. And Rafa tells whoever this 
person is that uh, there is a group of clones out there who do not work for the Empire, and I thought you should know. And that's kind of the end of the episode. Or actually, that is the end of the episode. So, nice. uh, so who do y'all think Trace and Rafa were communicating with at the, at the end? Any guesses? Um, either Bale or Ghana, or maybe Ahsoka, because they know Ahsoka. Right. Um, I am Ahsoka. Kind of- does eventually become Agent Fulcrum in the Rebel series, so mm-hmm. she already has a network of allies. I I think Ahsoka's an easy guess, but I don't think it's her because you know just the relationship they had in in Clone Wars season seven, like they they were not reporting to Ahsoka; they were just more like friends or like you know we'll take care you know we'll take you in, take care of you, more like sister. So I can't see them reporting to to Ahsoka like that, um, but I, I do I do like the Bell Organa pick. I think it's a twist. I think it's I think it's a bad guy. Ooh, you, you think oh, it's Darth so Maul? You think you think you think they lied? Look, I'm just saying. Last last episode, I was under the impression that the Rancor. It seemed obvious to me that the Rancor was the same exact Rancor that Luke kills, but that was <laughs> hella wrong. <laughs> it seems obvious to me that on this episode, at the very end, the very last like ten seconds, it seems like it's sinister. It seems like they're reporting to somebody who's bad. I could be wrong, but it, I it just seemed that seemed to be the implication. Rafa had a lot of hope and cheer in her voice. It seemed like it, it was kind of a. It wasn't like you know when Darth Maul is talking to to Darth Sidious. You know he's always real solemn and real like this kind of, kind of like Batman actually. Um, but Rafa was like, kind of, it was just kind of like an upbeat. Hey, there's clones out here that aren't working for the empire. I thought you should know, maybe we can recruit them to help us. You know, um, I, I completely I just disagree. It I seemed like if... they were saying, Oh, there's clones out here that are not following orders. Maybe you should come <laughs> check this out. Sith Lord, Darth Maul. <laughs> so, you, so you're telling me that you think that Rafa and trace, pretty much lied to the Bad Batch about their intentions. Yes. Which, yes. Based on their character. The only reason I think that is because of what they were implying in the last scene. There was evil music. It cut to credits without showing. The <laughs> The outfit that they were showing didn't seem like any kind of a Jedi outfit. It seemed like a Dark Lord kind of a, <laughs> even maybe a seedy character. But it was the same kind of outfit that Bib Fortuna was wearing. I can see so, it being Darth Maul, but he's probably just like manipulating Trace and Rafa, so they don't know what his intentions truly are. Yeah, so maybe they might think that they're working for the good side, but they're actually reporting to Darth Maul because Darth Maul hates the Empire too. Um, yep. Yeah, they yep. were trying to There's get in. I mean, I don't... she was. They were trying to get into like the spice game. They were trying to get in that whole CD world of gangs and organizations like the black suns and all that anyway so that that could be true i actually like that hot take andrew because i think i do i do think we can categorize that as a hot take because you know based on what they what? say it's a good guy but for it to be a bad guy that would well, be no. a good twist based on what they say to the clones it seems like a good guy but based on the right. last 10 seconds of the episode to me it seems so obvious that they were lying to the clones 
But I guess, I don't know, maybe it's a hot take. Maybe I'm mistaken. I don't know, dude. I think it's a hot take. Well, I think that if it's if they are knowingly helping someone who is a quote-unquote bad guy, I think that kind of destroys their development in Clone Wars Season exactly. 7. Because those and that's four, why it kind of killed it for me. Yeah, so those four episodes that they're in in Clone Wars Season 7, they go from like all about themselves, um, it's me and my yep. sister against the world, to, you know what, we could help people. And... To, and I think a lot of this episode shows that they they helped Omega, they helped um, the Bad Batch, they they helped out like they didn't just leave them for dead when they could have. So it seems like those those lessons and um, that that growth stuck with them. So either they're being manipulated or they really are talking to a good guy. I think it might be uh, Ahsoka or Bill or Ghana as well, kind of as Diedrich said. But I, I just don't know who else it would be. I'm I'm leaning more towards Ahsoka because that's kind of like a direct contact. I don't know who they would have met in the in those three four weeks we're talking about that they'd be so yeah. close with to report to. I mean, you're right, and I mean, knowing that kind of information, it makes more sense that it would be a good guy. But I felt I don't know, maybe I just misread the scene. I don't know. So let's get to the uh, wrecker scene. And there is a wrecker scene when he is going to reactivate the planetary system or the the facility systems so they can boot up the droids and everything gets running again. Uh, he he runs he smacks his head on the little I guess the uh, whatever machine he's going to turn on. So he he comes across the the big ravine and classic Luke Skywalker Leia style on the Death Star in A New Hope. And smacks his head on this thing, and he hits the ground, and you hear... I actually watched it with subtitles. When I'm doing my uh, my watch for the podcast, I watch with subtitles, so I don't miss anything. And plainly, it says, Crosshair, good soldiers follow orders. So he hears, Ooh. and it was really faint in the audio. Like, had oh. that... Yeah, had that subtitle not been there, I may have not noticed. Wow! See, I didn't have the subtitle, so I didn't. I didn't notice it was. It literally said crosshair. Yeah, yeah it's it crosshair's does. voice. I actually same. caught the voice first, to be honest with you. It was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, even though it's well, very similar, it was kind of a little bit more British. I was watching with my kids around, so <laughs> wow. the audio was a little dulled a little bit, you know. Um, uh, I got you. So that's so, why it's Ord Montel. I got you. I got that's you. right. That's why it's Ord Montel, not Mantel. Um. So we, we, I see on there that Crosshair said this, and then I think Wrecker actually says, good soldiers, and then stops. Well, he finally gets a hold of himself, and then he rushes in and rescues the Bad Batch along with the droids. They're fighting the police droids, whatever. And then we get back to that Rafa and Trace scene. So there's definitely something happening with Wrecker, and it seems like he's going the same way as Crosshair, it's. I wonder if he's going to go that far, or maybe it's going to be one episode where Wreckers just flips, and then they, they bring him back. I don't know. So what do you guys think? I think they – I mean, they've been hinting at this for the past two episodes. His inhibitor chip since episode four has been trying to turn itself off or on ever since he, like, bumped his head. Right. That yeah, Ordo I- Dragon – that Ordo Dragon episode. Because remember I said – he said his head hurt, and everyone was like, "Ah, oh, no, that was just a coincidence." No, that was yeah, the first man, time. 
that was the first time, and I, I actually called it. I'm never right about these things, so. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to believe it myself. I was in denial, but, yeah, there's a problem there. And, you know, every, poor Wrecker, every episode he gets hit in the head really hard. Probably has a concussion. <laughs> well, it's well, I mean, such a physical guy. Yeah, he really needs to wear, like, his helmet more. Like, he, he has a helmet, and any time he hits his head, he doesn't have it on. Yeah, dude, who fights? Who fist fights a rancor? Come on, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a little heartbreaking when whatever unfolds, it's probably going to be heartbreaking between him and Omega. Yeah. Ooh. It's going to be bad. Well, she loves Wrecker, man. Wrecker's like a big, muscly teddy bear who can kill rancors or knock out rancors. She, she's going to be able to turn it off or something. Huh? <laughs> Wrecker. She's, she's going to get it off. Wrecker. I use the force, Wrecker. Rekka, don't turn to the dark side. Oh, man, that'd be sad. Like, oh, gosh, to see, like, Ricker have to fight Omega and she's got to put him down with the electric boat. I don't think Disney would do that to us. <laughs> that'd be intense. That'd be very intense. <laughs> the first uh, PG-13 rated uh, Bad Patch episode. But uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know if Wrecker's going to fully turn. I think he will at some point, but I don't know if he'll... If he'll join Crosshair, maybe mm-hmm. this is the first. May- maybe every single member of the Bad Batch is going to turn to Crosshair's side, little by little. I, I- that's kind of my hot take. I think that eventually it's just going to be Hunter and Omega against the rest of the Bad Batch. No, because Echo Echo doesn't actually have his still. Echoes is out. I think it's yeah, going to be Hunter, Omega, yeah. and uh, Echo against the rest of the Bad Batch. <laughs> I'm also not sure yeah. what's the what's the tech guy's name because his, his name thing is, is his name like, is he's... tech. His name is tech. <laughs> it's Lily Tech. Yeah. yeah it's funny. All right. <laughs> Way to go there, Disney. Way to throw curveballs. All right. <clears throat> but anyway, his ability to think, I, I bet he will be able to either control himself still or get the machine or whatever the thing is out. Whereas Wrecker is just like the brute. He's like, I'm just a big, I'm a bash it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Wrecker is going to be the only one that is going to struggle with this. I don't think any of the other ones will struggle with this. I am interested to see where this is going to go because I don't know. I've just got this feeling like it's going to be one by one. And then it's just at the end, it's going to be Hunter and maybe just Echo and Omega or maybe just Omega. Who knows? No, I know Echo doesn't is out. make it. That's too much. No, no, no. The, the Bad Batch succeed because they're a group. Right, but they've already lost one. They're about to lose another. No, they're not, not about a... to lose another one. They're going to bring him back. He, I mean, he, in, during this episode, brings himself back. Well, Crosshair does the same thing in the first episode a couple times. I don't know. I'm just saying, just something's got to happen. I think oh, yeah. something's going to happen to all of them by the end of this. Oh, so, so you think they're going to get the. Um, the uh, Rogue One treatment where they all die at the end. I'm just saying they're not in any of the older movies or, you know. That's true. I don't but, know. Uh, Disney won't kill a little girl. They'll kill them nah. off after seven seasons. <laughs> they'll probably, uh, I don't know, they found a way with Ahsoka. They'll find a way with them if if they're popular enough. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Who knows how long the Bad Batch is going to be. But, um... Overall, it was a decent episode. It was just another one of those side quest episodes, and you get your um, your cameos from characters we've seen in other media, 
and you wrap. That's the end of the episode. So kind of like the same formula we've been seeing this whole time. But something big has got to be coming quick. There's so much. There's um, who's Phoenix Shan working for? We know she's working for someone. That's that's left unsaid or whatever. We know that Rafa and Trace are working for someone. We don't know who that is. And now Wrecker's got his little pro- plot thread going. He's struggling with his inhibitor chip. Like there's all these things that are seem like they're going to come to a head pretty quick, and I hope we get to some of these answers soon. Uh, it just seems like the last couple episodes have been like filler side quests. There's important bits, but the main story is not progressing. I would like to point out for this episode, we have two, two of the cast from Saturday Night Live, which is really kind of random. Never played really? Star Wars before. Yes. Taryn Killam. He ends up playing the depot manager. And then also Bobby Moynihan, who ends up playing a random citizen. But is he a gray citizen? Uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. A, I think he's just one of the ones that's in the depot that helps. Gotcha. So he's just—he probably well, is great. Super random. He, he probably don't even care. But yeah, that is super random. And some more behind-the-scenes stuff. You would think that uh, these kind of high-profile voices would would be somewhat a little bit more important. But that's what I mean. Disney's always been kind of good about that kind of random stuff. To be honest with you, that's true, especially like- with Star Wars. Yeah, like all the uh, the stormtroopers in the sequel trilogy are apparently like famous people, but you don't know who who it really is. Like, supposedly Daniel Craig is in the Force Awakens. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's supposedly the um, stormtrooper that is um, Force mind tricked by Rey when she magically knows how to do that. Mm. Apparently, apparently John Williams made an appearance in one of those last movies. He made a no. <laughs> oh, John, yes, John Williams did. I'm sorry, I was thinking George Lucas. Um, yes, I think John Williams did. I can't remember who he played though. I think he was like the cantina bartender or something. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, Disney Disney does all that kind of cool cameo stuff. But maybe we'll get like to the end of the series, and it's really the depot manager and the gray citizen against the bad batch. Like maybe that's what. What a finale! <laughs> Never <laughs> talk about a plot twist. Uh, but no, seriously, that's that's probably not going to happen. All I know is, you know, like you said, a lot of questions to be answered. Why was Phoenix Shan going after Omega? Who like who hired her? And I think we're due for another encounter with the Empire, whether it's with Crosshair or or one of the generals. Yeah, yes. so we still don't know what's so important about Omega. And we yep. that 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 is not gonna be answered until episode sixteen, which is the last episode, I do believe. Maybe we'll get it in yeah, fifteen. That was something Dietrich was asking me and I couldn't find is you how many episodes are there gonna be this season? I think I think it's sixteen. Yeah, that's what 16? I heard. That's awesome. I can't wait. So we've got 10 more episodes to flesh this stuff out. So I think some of this stuff will get answered beforehand, but not all of it. You know, we got to leave something on the table. But I think we're due for one of those really big main plot driving episodes next episode or the next episode. So hopefully we'll be talking about that in two weeks 
because we do the Bad Batch episodes every two weeks so we do not bore you guys to death with only Bad Batch content. So let's throw it to the Jedi Grandmaster for the word of the week. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Hmm. Grey Citizen, the word of the week is. <laughs> well, that's funny, uh, Master Yoda. So you picked up on Grey Citizen. So we have talked about Grey Jedi before in our podcast, and that's something that the uh, the greater Jedi community talks about. Like, what is a Grey Jedi? That, that Force user in the middle. And we've also talked about Grey Sith, and I think only our podcast has ever said that. <laughs> Uh, where a Sith Lord is maybe in the middle, or someone who uses the dark side is in the middle. But now, Master Yoda, we have a citizen who is just in the middle. He's not a good citizen or a bad citizen. He's just a citizen. Very mundane, this man must be. <laughs> Probably a wife, 2.5 children, <laughs> pet rancor, maybe. Ah, so you think that this gray citizen is Jabba the Hutt? No, no. From Return of the Jedi he is. The shirtless man with the black hood. Mm, nasty he was. Mm. Yeah, Master Yoda, <laughs> that, that was a pretty sick looking dude. So you think he is a gray citizen? Um, I don't know, he seems pretty bad, man, in, in Return of the Jedi. Just like he's up to no good. He's hanging out with Jabba. Mm, the Empire turns people bad it does. Mm, only time will tell if this comes to anything. Well, yeah, apparently he was uh, also voiced by someone from Saturday Night Live, so maybe he's someone important. Hmm. <laughs> Probably not. Making too much of this, you are. Stop reaching. <laughs> Master, um, you know, you're, you're, getting, uh, you're getting really, really, uh, really uh, comfortable with us, it seems, in your, in your segment. Hmm. Yes. Witnessing this podcast firsthand, I am, and things I must say. So, well, thank you, Master Yoda. I really appreciate all the critiquing, and uh, pretty much you just told me that my ideas were pointless. But um, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we come to the end of another episode of Dork Wars the podcast. So, go and like our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Instagram page. You can join our Discord server. We have all that information on our socials. We are now also on Patreon. So if you like what you hear, you want to support us, help us out, we would really appreciate it. You can find all that information on our link tree. And if you're wondering how to get there, just Google link tree, Dork Wars the podcast, and our link tree will pop up. It has the links to all of our socials. It has the link to our Patreon. It has the link to all the uh, places you can hear our podcast. And we would very greatly appreciate it if you would check that out. So, thanks, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars, the podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars, the podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a... Ooh, what a chickaboonga. Production.